0: Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello there. Today we're talking all about ads because it's all anybody ever wants to talk to me about. (laughs) It is really amazing how many times people ask me about how they monetize a podcast that doesn't even exist yet because they're basically just wanting to get to the bit where the money starts rolling in. I should preface this episode by saying that it will often take a a fair bit of time working up your show and building an audience that you can actually monetize before you can start to sell ads and bring money in through your show. So it can be a little bit of a struggle to get to this point. But once you are at the point where you've got a really strong audience of fans who turn up every week, they're loving what you do. It doesn't need to be millions of people to monetize your show, but you definitely have to have a really strong, loyal following who are likely to go out and purchase whatever you are talking about in your ads because your ad advertisers really need to see results to make the investment in your podcast worthwhile and to keep them coming back. So I just wanted to step you through some of the ways that you can actually create great podcast ads, because ultimately, it shouldn't be something in your show that you think about as, oh, this is just the bit the uh, listeners skip through. It should actually be a fairly seamless part of your content. And the best ads are the ones that don't make listeners want to skip out of them. Just because it is paid content doesn't mean that people will definitely turn off if you give a fair amount of thought to that specific real estate in your show. So there are some things that you can do to make sure that the content in your ads is as strong as the content in your actual show. The first thing to note is that you really should be curating your sponsors. I know that that sounds a little bit weird when you think, you know, you might be at the beginning of your journey and you're thinking, gosh, if anybody wants to pay me, I will take the money. I don't care who they are. But you have to realize that actually who you work with and the brands that you have on your show does impact your content. And because you are likely going to be reading those ads yourself, that is the preferred way to do things if you want your ads to be effective the stuff that comes out of your mouth during your show has to match the stuff that comes out of your mouth during your ads So if you are constantly talking about how BS diets are and how you know you don't think that people should be worried about your weight and then a meal supplement company comes your way and says, hey could you uh, shove a few ads on your show for a couple hundred bucks and you think bingo, You are going to erode the significant trust that you have built with your audience when they have heard time and time again that you think this stuff is BS and then all of a sudden you're reading an ad about it. So perhaps an example for your show might not be so stark, but it's really important to think about whether the advertisers you work with actually fit the brand of your show. The thing that you are monetizing when you're putting ads on your show is the trust that you have built in your audience, and you have to be very protective of that. And that means making sure that you only work with brands, that your audience think, oh, this is a perfect fit. Absolutely. Now, it doesn't need to be a perfect fit in terms of content, although that is great, but it does need to be a perfect fit in terms of the ethos and the values of your show. So just make sure that you are thinking about the sponsors that you work with and how that might impact what your audience think about the show and you as a host, because that really is the stuff that you have to protect. There's a good example of how this can actually lead to people enjoying your ads uh, with Tim Ferris. He is a massive podcaster, millions of listeners, and not too long ago decided he was going to pop out of having ads on his show and uh, get listeners to sponsor the show and support the show through donations. He ended up going back on that. I'm not sure if it was because financially it didn't make as much sense because he pulls in tens of thousands of dollars for his uh podcast ads, but he shared online a lot of messages that he'd gotten from his audience saying, hey, I I don't have a whole heap of money and I'd prefer that a big business that has a lot of money pays for these ads rather than me having to chip in. And also, I have bought products off the ads because I like the advertisers that you use. So you can actually use that advertising space as somewhere to reveal products and services to your audience that they might find super helpful and really cool and really interesting. So don't think of those ad spots as kind of dead zones or no man's land or it's like, oh gosh, this is where we shove the crummy content. Think about it as an opportunity to provide a bit of extra value to your audience. And if you do think about that, it can actually work in your favor as Tim recognized when he did his experiment. It's important to also note that when you do choose those right advertisers, that you should really be setting boundaries with them. So, you know, you have to obviously work with an advertiser. You can't just say, no, I'm not going to listen to anything you want. You have to strike a good balance of making sure that they get the content that they want in your ads, but you certainly want to keep them out of the content that is not advertiser content. So you want your ads to be very clearly marked as ads and advertisers will often try very hard to encourage you to recommend their product or service just naturally in the conversation like it just came out of your mouth. Now, this is not a good idea ever because it, again, erodes that trust that you have with your audience. If your audience knows that something's an ad and you suggest a product or service that they find useful, great. That's fantastic. They're used to hearing podcast ads and you can get a great amount of benefit out of that. But if you start dropping casually into conversation products and services, then things just get very on the nose. So you should always make sure that you set clear boundaries about where your advertiser's message goes, is in the ads, not in your content. Your content should be pure, protected, and that's the stuff that your audience come to hear. And then your ad is a natural part of that content, but it is separate to it. Also, it's important to get the balance right because, as much as you might love the money flowing into your wallet, your listeners do not want to hear 95 ads in your podcast. So, think about how long your content is and then get the balance right for how many ads you can actually put in that show. If you've got an hour of great content, then you could probably do more than one ad in the mid-roll spot and maybe something at the post and the pre-roll as well, because there's so much content there for an audience. If your podcast episodes are 10 minutes, it's going to feel like they haven't really had much content before an ad pops in. And you can actually find a spot in a 10-minute show to put an ad, but you have to be thinking, Have I given my audience enough to make them feel like they've not just turned their podcast on and whoop wee, we're all of a sudden into an ad. So make sure you get the balance of content and advertisement right in your show. I've mentioned this before, but the host reading the ad is very, very important. You want it to feel like a seamless transition from your content into your ad And shoving a radio ad or an ad read by somebody else into your podcast is incredibly jarring and it's going to do more damage than good. People generally don't want to be sold to but they do want to be recommended to. And the thing about podcast ads is that if you do them right and they are host read, they can feel more like a recommendation than they do an advertisement. So you want to make sure that you are the person or you and your co-hosts are the people reading the ad copy and that you think about that little patch of real estate in your show like any other part of your show and really give thought to how you can get the best possible content out of it rather than leaving it as an afterthought and thinking, oh, well, we're reading it. We'll just read the script." and get to the next bit. You know, don't ever think of it as an afterthought or it won't be very effective. Here's something a lot of people don't associate with advertisements. Have fun. Holy heck, what a novel concept. There are a lot of people who do shows and they get into their ads and... Holy jeez, they just suck the life out of their personality. For the love of God, don't read. Don't just sit there and read a script. There is nothing worse, particularly if there is a little bit in there that's written like something you've just said off the top of your head. That always sounds so naff. It is much better to actually come up with your own personal anecdote and just tell it off the top of your head and then just say a tagline if there's some specific messaging that an advertiser wants to get out. If your ad is just a script, that's fine, but just make sure that you've written it in your words so it sounds natural and don't be afraid to muck around with it. Pod Save America is a political podcast that I used to really enjoy listening to their ads because they took the piss out of advertisers. They would send in copy. The advertisers would send in copy for the ads and the team would read those ads as they were going through and were just basically tearing shreds of the copywriter. Now, the cool thing was that all of the brands that came on board knew that this was the way that things rolled out and they actually ended up looking really good for being good sports about being included in this kind of teardown. So there can be a tendency sometimes to think, oh, this is the ad bit. I must be very formal. But don't feel like you have to be that way at all. What can you do to really make your listeners think, oh, this is a really fun part of the show and it's the ad? How crazy! You want them not to want to skip through, and to do that, you have to have fun. You also need to make sure you've got creative control. So, often advertisers will want you to uh, read a script, and that is fine. You can sell your ads as scripted ads, but you want to make sure that you have an agreement with your brands that you will actually oversee the copy and make any edits and changes so that you can write the script in your voice. You definitely don't want to take a script unseen and just go, yeah, I'll read this because more often than not, it's not going to be in your voice and you want to make sure that it's really as natural as possible. So make sure that you always say to any advertisers that you need to actually look over the script and um, finesse the copy so that you can make sure that it's in your words. Sometimes you can just say to them, hey, send me some bullet points of the things that you'd love me to hit on and I will write a script back to you in my voice, making sure that I hit on those points. You can also get personal for an additional fee. So most ads will probably be scripted, 30-second scripts, but if you wanted to charge more to an advertiser, you could make it more like content where you actually, you know, have a bit of something to say around the theme of what the advertiser is doing or even a specific product recommendation. Basically, you want that little bit of the ad to sound like you're having a chat about things and the ad is just a natural part of it. So that's something you can do as well. And then finally, just make sure that you've got really clear indicators of the separation between your content and your ad. So the simplest way to do this is to make sure that you've always got music under your ad so that it's clearly very different from the content of your show. It's also a nice idea to actually give a little intro to the ad and to say, hey, we'll be back with more. Insert your show here or have a bit of a tease for what's coming up in a moment. But first, a word from the sponsor of today's episode. This just makes it a more seamless transition into your ad than just kind of having an ad pop pop. pop right up in the middle of a conversation without any introduction. So make sure that it is clear to your audience that this is the bit that we have been paid for um, so that it doesn't sound like it's kind of just in your content and you're being a little dodgy about it and music and a little intro can do that. I hope that's helped you think a bit more creatively about your podcast ads. If you get it right, they can actually be quite entertaining and your audience won't skip through at all. And really that should be your end goal because that's going to yield the Best possible results for advertisers. So they will want to continue to come back and work with you and your show. And it's also going to be the best possible experience for your audience. And that's what you want to maintain because if you erode that trust and that experience, then you won't have anything to monetize in the end. So making sure that you think really long and hard about how you do your ads so that they weave seamlessly into your content is a very, very smart idea as a podcaster. If you need a little bit more help with your podcast and you want to be stepped through the process from start to finish and you're like I just want to get this damn show out and I need to fast track it asap then please check out my online podcasting course Podschool you can find all of the details at podschool.com.au thanks so much for listening i'll see you next week and until then happy podcasting that's all for today